The quality of our relationships has an impact on our financial life. Today's guest shares with us how she transformed her life after being in a toxic relationship. You did it. You have found your judgment-free zone, the Her Dinero Matters podcast, a bilingual podcast for women who want to become reinas of their money and love their dinero more. I am your host, Jen Hemphill, a former extreme frugalist turned reina of your money advocate. Each week, I'm going to help you reign your money like that queen that you are with inspiring interviews and panel discussions from La Comunidad Latina and with solo episodes sharing simple, actionable tips and strategies. Thanks for spending some time with me today. And now let's jump into today's dose of money confidence. Hola, I hope this podcast made its way to your listening ears, finding you healthy and in good spirit. This is Jen Hemphill, your host, and hoy tengo una mujer super, pero super inspiradora. You will see why. Let me share with you a little bit about Omaira Jimenez. She is the founder of Viva La 40, a life coach and a 46-year-old woman that decided to reinvent herself, realizing that it's never too late for new beginnings. Her passion is to help other women see the beauty in themselves and be more than what they think they can be. In today's episode, you're going to learn the trouble she found herself in as a result of giving money to those in need. You're also going to learn the exact factor which led to having 35 credit cards. You heard me right, 35 credit cards. You're also going to learn how she shifted from a toxic relationship and changed her life, as well as the biggest money lessons she learned and why she wants to pass them on. Lista? You ready? Vamos a conocer this reina of her money. Bienvenida, Omaira. I'm excited to have you here. We connected online and I love everything that you do and what you're about. So welcome to the show. Oh my God, it's such an honor to be in this show. Thank you so much for the opportunity. I'm super excited, super thrilled, thrilled actually to just be here in your show. And I also love everything you do. It's so inspiring oh. and everything that has to do with money and, you know, everything you talk about and just to you know, focus on abundance, because I think we're like, as a Latina, once upon a time, we lacked of that. So I'm really, really happy to be here and talk to you guys a little bit about my experience with money. Love it. Well, let's start. Let's get started with your money story, what you saw, what you heard, what you experienced. Well, you know, growing up, I, was, I grew up in Puerto Rico. Um, I was born in Newark, New Jersey, grew up in Puerto Rico, and I'm really from the country country from a little town called Villalba. Um, we're in the South. And, you know, my mom was a very hardworking woman, but money was always an issue. You know, she was trying to make it with a little bit of money. So constantly she wasn't the type of to complain, but she was always making us aware that, you know, we have to work hard and appreciate money, have respect for money. Um, so, you know, I always had the, and then she was very humble, you know, so she was always helping people. And she was always given more than what would come in, you know. Um, so I was raised with this mentality that having a lot was bad because, you know, if I had a lot, I had to share it with people, which it was okay. But I never, ever grew up with that mind frame that I deserve abundance, that I deserve to have a lot of money, that I deserve to live well. 
Also, I had this belief that I couldn't have more money than my mom. So I kind of like, even when I moved to New York and I started working and I put myself to college and whatever, and I started working at the legal field that I'm at right now, you know, I always was very, very careful of not making, because my mom is a nurse now. So I was always very careful of not making more money than she was making because I felt guilty. I felt like she struggled so much. Money was such an issue for her to raise us, to give us everything we need. And we, you know, we struggle. We struggle through, through our childhood. So I had that belief so, so intact that it really affected me because from it affected me in a way that I always felt like I didn't deserve to make money, that I didn't deserve to be where I'm at, that I didn't deserve, you know, to have even a savings account because my mom really didn't have one. So I always felt guilty of making more money than my mom. So it wasn't until I turned 40. Also, I got into a lot, a lot of debt, credit card debt. Even though I grew up, you know, that my mom always used to really share with us, you have to respect money, you have to be humble, you have to share your blessings. So it was more always like for her, it was like, you have to give everything you make, you have to always help people. So because I was always under that impression, and that was my one of my beliefs that was taught by my mom that I always had to give and give, I really got into a lot of trouble because everyone used to call me with a problem. And I didn't have the cash. So I got into all these credit card debt. I mean, it was really, really bad. So when I turned 40, I started working on myself and I realized that I am, you know, I deserve abundance, that I deserve to be debt free, that I don't have to feel guilty of having a savings account. I don't have to feel guilty of making more money than my mom because, you know, I have two daughters. And so it was then that I started working on my relationship with money. So I started writing the list of credit cards. I had 35 credit cards. I had all the department's credit cards. I had all type of visas. I mean, it was crazy. And I sat down. You know, it's amazing when you write everything down and you're like, oh my God, I'm in so much trouble. So it was there that I realized and I came, you know, in connection with myself. And I said, you know what? I have to, this has to change. All this limiting beliefs, I have to either put them aside and I have to work because really hard to become debt-free and start all over and really have a good relationship with money without feeling guilty because I am worthy of having everything I want and at the same time, help people and contribute. So that's what I started doing. And also, you know, I separated. I was in a really, really bad relationship. So both of us were really bad with money, especially with credit cards. We had no control. Also, it was such a toxic environment that we didn't respect money. We just, you know, we were just hiding all the pain through spending. So when I turned 40 and I wrote down all the list of all the credit cards and the debt, I started realizing, you know what? I have to develop a good relationship with money. And what I started doing was paying one credit card at the time. Right now, I'm 46 years old. It took me six years and I only have my main debt, which is my, my apartment. I don't have a car payment. I pay my car off. I have my mortgage, my taxes, my main expenses, and I only have one credit card and one loan. That's amazing. Yeah. By April, 2021, I'm going to be totally debt-free. And the only thing I'm going to have is my co-op and my taxes and, you know, my necessities. But other than that, I just, 
I'm, I have such a good relationship with money now. I spend on things that I need. Of course, I have fun. I travel. I socialize, but everything in moderation. And I help, you know, and I don't longer, I don't feel guilty. I, I feel so worthy. And I've also have trained my daughters the same way. So I have a 25-year-old and a 16-year-old. And the 25 is really, really good with savings. And she traveled, she has fun, but she's so conscious of even using her credit cards because of what I went through. And I'm constantly sharing with her, you know, just be very careful, charge what you know you're going to pay off at the end of the month because you will get caught up. You know, a lot of times when we have a bad relationship with money and we overspend, it's because we have to work on ourselves, you know, self-love. Also, we want more than what we can have. And, you know, all with all this social media, we see all these things without realizing that it's that half of the time, all that is not real. You know, it's just to sell or to you, we get caught up in our other people's lifestyle. So I am so happy where I'm at today. I am so happy that I went through so much. I'm also grateful, you know, for my mom. Because even though that I feel guilty and, and she kind of like taught me, you know, you have to give more than what you receive, but she put that in me to always help people. So I am so grateful for that. And I'm grateful to see her, no matter what, work hard. And, you know, she did pretty good for herself. Love it. Well, thank you for sharing that because that is amazing. And I applaud you for all the work that you have done. And for where you're at in life right now financially, I wanted, if I could, take a few steps back and dive it a little deeper into some of the things that you have mentioned, starting with your mom. And I wanted to talk more about that and about the guilt that you had if you were to make more money than your mom. Do you feel like this came from what she taught you was there in terms of the the themes, the recurring themes that came up in terms of working hard, respecting money, being humble, sharing your money? Do you feel like it came from that? Do you feel it came from just watching her work really hard as a child and not having a lot of money? Where do you think that guilt came from? I think it came from, you know, my mom struggled so much. We went through so much. We moved from places to places and just see her work so hard and not make what she deserved for all the hard work. That was part of it. Also feeling like I didn't want to work so hard and be so, being below what you really deserve. So it, it was more like a fear and just seeing, because I saw her struggle so much. I mean, my mom did so much. If I, if I was to tell you everything that she went through, we will be here for hours and hours. And she never really got what she deserved until she got older that she put herself through college and she's a nurse and she's doing well for herself. And, you know, I'm so grateful that I went through all that and I developed this good relationship with money because now I can help her. Now I can be able to take my mom on vacation, be able to do things for her. So I no longer feel or compare because I will always kind of like compare what I, I said. Okay, so I came to the U.S. I put myself through school and I got a good job. Thank God I didn't have to work so hard like my mom did. And it was more like the guilt, like, oh my God, you know, I can make more money than her because she worked so hard. And here I came, I would just put myself to school and boom, I graduated and I was working in a good law firm. 
So, you know, and it was like more like, I felt like I didn't work, I didn't go through so much, but I was making more. So I couldn't comprehend. It was more, you know, I felt so bad. And not only for her, you know, back in the days, women really went through a lot, even if they were just housewives, they had to put themselves through, you know, they had to really put themselves through a lot. And I had really a lot of compassion for them. So it's like, okay, we come here, we work hard, but we don't work as hard as women back in the days. You know, they didn't know what was self-love. They didn't know that they were worthy. They didn't know really what they deserved. All they they knew was to work, you know, and take care of their kids. Right. No, thank you for sharing that because that completely makes sense. Now let's go to the time where you saw yourself in a bunch of credit card. You were, you turned 40, you had a ton of credit card debt. You said you started working on yourself and working on those limiting beliefs. So how did you discover what was the turning point? Was it the credit card debt itself and seeing the dollar amount? Or what was the turning point where you realized Before we jump into today's content, keep your ears peeled for a unique reveal I'll be sharing midway through the show. It's something special just for you. You know what? I have some limiting beliefs. I have to work on myself, uh, develop more of an abundant mindset. What was it at that time that caused you to make that shift or pushed you? You know, I was in a very abusive marriage, very toxic. So being in so much debt, and not having a savings account to run out, you know? So I had to really take a lot because I had to depend on this person. I had no resources, you know? So when I saw myself trapped, I said, you know what? This has to change because I have to get out of here. So, but then at the same time, even though I knew that it had to change, I wasn't doing anything about it. I was still getting into debt and using my credit cards. And, you know, I I became a shopaholic. Just because I was so depressed, I was living in darkness. So that was the time when I really, one day I remember I had my, my daughter now is 15, but she was at the time, she was one. And I came in and an incident happened. It was horrible. And I said, that was like my turning point. That was when I said, you know what? I promised her. I looked at her and I said to her, we're going to get out of this. And this is, that was exactly when I was 38. I was 38 years old and I put myself to therapy. I got help. That's when I started feeling worthy. And I started feeling, you know, that I'm worthy to have abundance, that I'm worthy to have money and that I am going to come out of debt and I'm going to come out of this situation that I'm in, this vicious cycle, this toxic environment. And I'm going to work really hard to be the best mom and to become the best version of me. And that's where I'm at today. That is so beautiful and such an inspirational story that you have there. And again, I applaud you for all the work that you have done because it's rough. It's rough. And I can only imagine what you went through, but you're definitely in a better space and you did it yourself, right? You were able to achieve this yourself with some work, right? With some work, you were able to turn your life around. So if the person listening right now, if you're finding yourself in a bad space, bad space where you're depressed, where you're, well, depression is another story, you know, the story, but you, you dealt with that as well. I believe you said, and just living, as you mentioned in darkness, there's hope for you. There's still ways. I mean, the Almighty is a living proof that things can change and turn around for a whole lot better. So I so appreciate you sharing that because 
I think others, especially the person listening right now that finds herself in that same spot or a very similar spot, you're an inspiration to her. So thank you so much for sharing that story. And and I applaud you once again, because you have done a lot. And do you feel like, because you mentioned the, the turning point was when a pretty big incident happened and your daughter was one and you, and you said enough is enough. How did you know? Well, you mentioned you got some therapy or how did you really identify as the word that I'm trying to say that it was limiting beliefs that, that you needed or a part of what you needed to work on was the limiting beliefs and creating more of an abundant mindset. Was that through therapy or was that as a result or therapy? Was that something that the therapist mentioned in you know, those words or maybe others? Or how did you identify? Well, at the time, I had a friend that she was always been me. I mean, unfortunately, she passed away. May her rest in peace. And she said to me, you know, she, she started, when she started seeing the darkness that I was in and, and the mess that I was in, she kept telling me, you know, you deserve so much more. You, you're a beautiful woman. You're smart. You're a good mother. You have, you know, you have a good job. You have to really look in the mirror and really start believing in yourself and know your worth. So, you know, she kept every day talking to me, talking to me, because another problem that I had, I couldn't look at myself in the mirror. It was when I took, after therapy at 38 years old, I started really, really deep, deep, deep therapy. And I was in a woman's group and we practiced what to call the law of the mirror. So it was at 40 years old that I was able to look at myself in the mirror and say that I'm worthy. That's how Viva La 40 was created because it, it has a whole story. So after, I feel like after 40, my life, I, I just, I just, Omira was born again, you know? So it was her, she helped me a lot. And then she was the one that took me to get help. So it was having this person always every day, literally telling me, you know, you're this, you're but all the positive. So, you know, it's very, very important. It's good that you asked that question. It's very important that you are in the right environment. Because then I had other people that would tell me, you're never going to come out of that darkness. You've always, you know, you're not going to be able to walk away because you don't have the strength. You're so weak, you know, and, and it was a whole bunch of like negativity around me. But it was this person that every day she will make sure to tell me the right things until she, you know, sometimes you need someone to grab you, to take you and be like, you know what, we go into this place because there's help out there. So you have to know there is help, but you also have to want it. So at that moment, when that incident happened, I said to her, you know what? Her name was, is Mima. I said, Mima, I'm ready. I'm ready. Let's go. So, you know, I got the help. And from there, I was in really deep, deep, like therapy. And I think that one, the, the one that it was a women's group that we practiced the law of the mirror, that really, really helped me to see my worth to forgive myself. Cause I think one of the things that we all, you know, cause a lot of people have problems with money, but it's always a story behind it. But when you start loving yourself, when you start, first you have to forgive yourself. You have to forgive the ones that have hurt you. And that's when you start loving yourself and the light starts shining upon you. You know, you start seeing that light, you know, there's the saying that there's a light at the end of the tunnel. That's so true. So it was that, it was that, you know, through her and then getting the help, but you have to have, it's very important to have the right people because it's either they're going to lift you or they're going to break you down. So when you have the right people around you that really truly care and see the potential in you and take you to get help or encourages you, 
that's a blessing. So if you have that, really cherish it because it's very hard to find. So I was blessed to have her and I was blessed to make that decision. I said, this is it. This is it. I want to change my life. I want to feel good. I want to be happy. I want to know my purpose. And I can tell you today, I am so happy. My life is not perfect because it's not. But you know what? I live every day in gratitude. I love it. And it shows in your presence and your energy when we connected online. I'm like, my goodness, she is just on a high of life (laughs) is what I describe it at because you were happy and energetic and all that. And you can tell that just by the energy you give give out. So I appreciate that sharing that story. And I wanted to wrap this up because this has been such a fantastic conversation. I wanted to wrap it up with talking about your daughters. So you have some fantastic daughters. And with the experience that you've had, what you've dealt with, what are maybe one to two money lessons that you want for them to uh, absorb, for them to understand, for them to learn, for them to carry on? Well, one of the the things that I tell my daughter, not to be afraid of abundance, not to feel like they're not worthy, you know, that they're worthy to have everything they want as long as they accept it with love and contribute. So my daughters work very hard. I mean, I have a 25-year-old and a 16-year-old, a 25 graduated um, from BU, and she's so good with mommy. And I tell her, don't be afraid or scared to want more and be ambitious, but do, you know, have the good ambition, you know, ambition to, to do well, to have everything you want, but at the same time, stay grounded, you know, never, ever forget where you come from. Never, ever let go of your values and principles, because if you're not grounded, money can change you. So that's what I really always tell my daughters, respect money, know that you deserve abundance, work hard for what you want and contribute. Love it. And I noticed that there's some similarities and what you've learned about from your mom, because a part of it was respect. Mm -hmm. Part of it was being in terms of giving. And yeah, see some correlations, don't you in terms of like what your mom is, it's interesting, even though your experience was a little different, the times were different, right? But it's interesting how those lessons Even you added some of more, you know, some from your experience in terms of not being afraid of abundance. That's what's been added from what you learned from your mom. And then another note, one thing that I tell my daughters is, you know, they deserve to have, because my, one of my things was that I I was so like afraid of having more than my mom. One of the things I tell my daughters, I want you to have everything more than me, just live in abundance, you know, have everything you want, travel the world, have a big house. You know, but one of the things that I tell her, tell them more my oldest, because my youngest is 16, but my oldest, I tell her, you know, just help, just contribute, just do that. Because, you know, life is not about how much you receive, but how much you can give. And I I do have those things because my mom, I saw my mom always giving and helping. But I also tell my daughters, you know, don't give so much where you forget about yourself and you get into trouble. And luckily, both of them, the 16 year old, you'll be shocked how good she is with money, how she saves her money. She works and, you know, she helps. She treats her friends from time to time, but both of them are very grounded when it comes to that. And I think it's because they saw what I went through and I'm constantly talking to them. 
and they're very, they have that good ambition. So I'm blessed. I'm so happy for that. Well, you should be proud because that's an example that you have set. And what you're doing with your daughters is phenomenal talking. It's just that essential piece of conversation instead of not talking, that essential piece. So I applaud you. My goodness, Omaira, this has been such an amazing conversation. You are truly an inspiration. I appreciate you. I appreciate the, the message that you are sharing with your brand and what you're doing. Keep doing it because we in the Latino community, we need more people like you. So I appreciate you and thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much. And I just want to let everyone know, you know, that it's never too late to start all over. Just believe in yourself. ¿Qué pensaste? Her story is amazing and so inspiring, right? I hope that you gained a ton out of it. And if you're finding yourself in a similar position as Omaira, I hope that she gives you the strength to do what you need to do. You can connect with Omaira at omairajimenez.com. I will have that in today's show notes. The reina of this week is Cristina, where she was celebrating having a solid emergency fund that will help her get through the times we are living in currently. So way to go, Cristina. This month, if you haven't noticed, we are focusing on resilience. And notice that Omaira had resilience. So if you are struggling with resilience, make sure you check out this month's post on Instagram at Her Dinero Matters. I also have a worksheet that will help you in just really reactivating those resilient muscles. It is called My Daily Money Ritual, and it will help you hone in on what you need to focus on in your financial life. You can grab it over at jenhempill.com forward slash ritual, or you can check it out at the Her Dinero Matters Lounge, which is a collection of my free and paid resources, which is found at jenhempill.com forward slash the lounge. Next week, we are wrapping up the month with a Reina panel conversation. It was recorded live and in person from PodFest in Orlando before our lives got a little crazy. We discuss our earliest memories of making money and so much more. It is a fun conversation, so do not miss it. That is it for today. Eso es todo. Thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to tune into today's show. You can check out the show notes over at jenhempill.com forward slash 211. Remember to claim that reina crown. You don't have to wait. You can do it right now because the choice is in your hands and becoming the reina of your money can start now. You've got this. Tu puedes. Sending you abrazos through this mic. Don't leave me hanging. Make sure you receive them. Also, share with us when you listen to this episode by taking a screenshot or a selfie and tag us in your Instagram stories with Her Dinero Matters and the hashtag as the same, Her Dinero Matters. Nos hablaremos el próximo jueves. I will talk to you next Thursday. Ciao.